it's good too because you don't have to kind of like you know with the other person there it allows you just to break that like at the moment you don't have to look after the other yeah that's a that's a thing people don't talk about eh? it's like there's more going on than just you sitting in here talking in a microphone yeah yeah it's there's a like, whole lot more <laughs> you know and that's kind of interesting to talk about this fact um you know someone comes in You've, there's a whole 15 minutes before the podcast starts. Well, it's, um, yeah, it'd be good to talk about all this because actually I like to, a lot of the guests are starting to be more international and I want to meet them face to face. Yeah. But Skype's audio wasn't the greatest. So luckily, a lot of those guests are able to um, record it. Yeah. But if they're not, I'm using Zencaster. Right. Because then you're getting clean audio from their side. But. You don't have that face-to-face, so I always start it with a Skype call just yeah. so I can see the person. Wow, that's interesting, eh? It's like all yeah. these things that people don't really know. Um, cool. Well, should I kind of kick us off, or do you want to kick us off? And I'll then kick it off, and then um, I'll, I'll basically go, with the, <laughs> it's a Happy New Year episode. Yeah. It might not be the first week of New Year, but it'll yeah, be early. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, uh, we're doing, uh, we'll do this at least once a year, but uh, yeah. we're shifting it around, and yeah. I've invited Will on to be awesome. the, the interviewer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, if it was really behind the scenes, you might just leave all of this in. Yeah. And it could be. But, you know, give yourself an option for the for those <laughs> hardcore fans who are like, far out, how do they make all this happen? You could, like, listening to this now, they'll be like, oh, okay, they're just regular dudes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really are just regular dudes. Thanks for listening to the Pro Video Podcast, weekly insights into everything video, proudly presented by worldpodcast.com. Here's the host, Blair Walker. The podcast started a couple of minutes ago. Welcome everybody to the Pro Video Podcast. As you already know, <laughs> Will's going to be the interviewer this week. <laughs> it's like, I like my shows to be informal and this is like really getting to the crux of it. Thanks Will for doing this. Most welcome and it's kind of interesting with me, eh? I kind of derail it straight from the start. But there is a method in the madness, you know. I do think we, we hinted briefly in our kind of pre-intro, not really intro, just about that gap that technology has. It's yeah. the fact that people aren't here, but we're in this weird space of they are. You know, yeah. they've zoned in, they've listened to, you know, heats of your shows. They know you. And that's the thing, is as, as you know the people you listen to. So it's kind of like this amazing uncharted territory. Yeah, and um, I get to invite guests on the show and get to know them personally, which is why I would like to see people face-to-face. Mm. And um, I want the everybody who's listening, everybody out there, to feel just as much part of the show and uh, I think that's especially what the groups have been about and I want them to grow next year so that they can reach out and say, how about getting this person on or what are the, about these questions? Exactly. And, you know, I kind of segment it like there's a chunk of your audience who just listens. Yeah. They don't want to comment. They don't want to do anything. They just want good content. And I think we're in a world where we just need to make sure we deliver for them because mm. not everything needs to have a like button on it, you know? Not no. everything needs no. to be reshared. It doesn't mean people are looking. Yeah. It just means people are, you know, it's exactly what we want. We want them to be listening to you 
on the way home. Yeah. I do it, I do it with so many other shows. You know, yeah. the, the reason I started this podcast is because it's been sitting in the back of my head for a couple of years that I wanted mm. to. Because I've been listening to podcasts for 11 years, and which is pretty early on in the development of podcasting. And there's been so many good shows, so many years of enjoyable um, learning, insights, feeling part of something bigger. And the number of times that I would have gone and subscribed, or, you know, subscribing's key, mm. so you don't miss out. But rating and reviewing, really don't do that that yeah. often, even though everybody asks. And I don't, I don't really, I'd love it for the everybody out there to do that, but I'm not looking for that. Um, I want to I wanna listen to the show myself. And so I get to because I'm sort of like proofing it, making sure there's not too much swearing in it. Mm. <laughs> and I'm enjoying hearing from these guests again because when I'm interviewing, you're in that zone of like, what are they saying? What am I picking yes. up on? What's coming up next? So I actually really enjoy listening to the show. I'm not going to go and write and review myself, so <laughs> I don't really expect everyone else to, but I'd love it if you did. Yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> eh? Like you mentioned like listening is a huge thing and I wonder, you know, I wanted to ask you about the fact of um, all these podcasts you've done. Mm. Yes, you've put shows out there and in this world, we kind of celebrate that. That's awesome. You're a content maker. You know, you're involved in all these things. You're having these conversations. But the personal kind of education you've been giving yourself, think yeah. about, you know, the 30 plus hours of talking. Yeah, it's, um, it goes beyond that. I'm, I'm really active and um, I, I don't do things by accident. So the fact that I started this show, I was committing to it. And I jumped into just doing the show, but I already knew what the format was be, would be. And if you mm. listen back, there's a little bit of a format structure that still carries on today. Mm. Um, and I'm, but I'm always looking at what can tweak and what can change. But I've, I've really analyzed myself and tried to grow as an interviewer. And it's not something that I'm actively doing um, where I'm studying how to be an interviewer, mm. but I am absorbing from other podcasts. So at the moment, I've got like uh, six or seven different podcasts in my podcatcher of choice, which is Overcast. Highly recommended listeners. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, I'm actively listening about how to make this show better because I see this as a long-term growth for mm. me. This has been the first year and, you know, um, really, really happy with the regularity of episodes. But it's going to grow as well because I want to, like, move it into a video. It's a pro video podcast. Yeah. And I'm kind of committing to that in the future where there will be video shows, maybe not every time, but where it's, mm. um, where it's right for the content. So we can show some of the, this work. We can, yes. like, break it down and maybe do um, a little bit of more visuals to help support yeah, that's really cool. And, you know, I was here the first time you kind of dabbled in the production. Well, you saw me struggle, mate. <laughs> and, and, and it's really a pleasure to kind of revisit where you're even talking about this stuff now because, like, you confronted some some demons or whatever it was in terms of, you know, I, I'm looking at the little cameras that are in this podcast studio and I remember saying to you, I said, hey, man, let's chuck this up on video. You know, yeah. you might be able to chuck it up online. And you were like, oh, look, I'd like to just focus on the audio. That's where my head's at. And I totally appreciate that. But the fact that, you know, how many runs into this kind of, you know, one year into this uh, podcast, now it's like I've, I've kind of taken that first step and now we build on it. And yeah. I can't help but think those are all the things that people, you know, we need to find a way for people to be involved in that journey. because. Yeah. As long as we live in a content world where 
all we see is the end product. You know, if someone came into your podcast today, they were like, man, this is a well-oiled machine. They have no idea that for two years before you were thinking about it, you know, for the six months leading up, you were probably practicing your spiel and then you've been molding as you go. Yeah. Um, there's so much stuff that kind of happens behind, you know, even organizing guests, especially when people are overseas, like I'm totally always dealing with time zones. So I've been experimenting with booking systems and like just automating that process. I'm about removing steps. Um, but, you know, I've, I've done some real big beep here <laughs> um, mistakes where, you know, people like John Dickinson is, are emailing me and saying, are we doing this podcast and me going oh my god I completely forgot that we're supposed to be recording right now and you know that's me being human me mm-hmm. being real and he's just such an awesome dude that he's like nah sweet as we can organize a new time yeah. which is I'll be honest the whole community they're all like that mm-hmm. you know people who are A-list um, top top shelf talent they're all so approachable and so um, understanding and passionate about getting this content out as well mm-hmm. so there are so many learning learnings that I've gone through. And on the show, I always talk about it's not mistakes. It's part of the learning creative process. Yeah. And, and it's learn by fire, but actually doing it, mm. that's real key. You know, it's funny when you talk like that because it makes me reflect. And I think that's one of the good things about a podcast is you reflect whilst you're listening. Yeah. You know, there's different parts that inspire you and make you kind of buzz out at, you know, oh, I didn't even know that person had that background. That's so similar to me. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's constantly happening um, in this podcast realm. What's kind of like one or two things that you didn't anticipate that would happen in the podcast? Like you must have thought to yourself, okay, there's a bonus because I'm making a show. Yeah. There's a bonus of it's a way to get influential people to kind of rub shoulders with me. But is there kind of one or two things that you found out whilst in this medium that you weren't kind of anticipating? How open and supportive everyone is, no matter where they're at. And um, I, I didn't go into this with any expectations of what I get out of it. I did it so that I could have conversations and feel part of a bigger community. Mm. And then having people reach out and say that they enjoy the show who are at top studios and say that they're listening. And, and that just sort of blew my mind. Yep. And it's um, the fact that these these conversations, these insights, they bring value to everyone because uh, it's not often that you actually hear people reflect upon their careers so, and that's what I want to bring mm. more of is um, showcasing the work, showcasing the talent, but show, you know, talking about the struggles, the side that doesn't get posted to Instagram or Facebook more. Mm. Uh, so that's going to be a big one for next year, I th- this year. Sorry, we're, we're recording this before Christmas, yeah. but this will be coming out <laughs> in the new year. So happy new year, everyone. <laughs> I have to give a shout out to, to one of your listeners who Who's I, I'm friends with, Ben Ashby. Oh, and cool! He's cool. in the UK. He does motion. Yeah, man, I know Ben. Yeah, but good he, guy. Um, you know, the first time I was on your show, yeah, uh, I think. Well, the two times, the first intro that we had together, and then the Rad Dads episode, he was like, ah, oh, you know, commenting. But he's an avid listener, and I, I can imagine a thousand, two thousand Ben Ashby's out there. You know, people who are they're on the grind and yep. trying to work out. You know, how do you, you know, a big thing in that kind of design world that I only dabbled in a tiny bit, but it was always 
it's interesting about how you set expectations. Yeah. You know, when people, especially in today's world, you know, it's this 24-hour turnaround, um, super tight, everyone expects kind of Lord of the Rings and, you know, for a limited budget. And it's just like, I sometimes wonder if it's cathartic for your audience who are industry people just to hear and maintain that everyone's going through struggles? Yeah, and, and it's a challenging one. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out because um, when we're putting ourselves out into the world through media, you have to be a bit careful about what you say. Mm. And this industry is built on relationships. So, um, yeah, you know, and I think that that's something that I really feel too, that you want to hear the reality, but people have to be careful um, so it's, it's, it's hard and, and that's part of my responsibility as a host is having people feel comfortable to share and not take advantage of that. I'm not here to like, you know, get gossip, get the dirt, you know, <laughs> set someone up for mm-hmm. pain. I'm here to actually hear the reality of being a professional, creative, passionate person in this industry, whether it's New Zealand, Australia, Asia, globally, anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a real balance. Um, and I think that that's probably a little bit why there's not a lot of it because you have to be in a pretty secure place to be able to talk about it. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, two things I've been wondering about you. First thing is, is design and, you know, making content things part of how you were raised? Was it a part of your kind of family upbringing? And secondly, you going into this world of you know, creating a show, being a host. Mm. Is that something that's also in your family? Like, are you following along um, people? I, n- not in my immediate family. Um, my grandfather was quite creative with music. Um, and music was really important to my family. And growing up, um, I did a lot of music, a lot of guitar, and played cello and sang in choirs and things. Um yeah, nice bass voice, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, the art side of it, it it's not something that came it was. There's no one person in the family that I could say, yeah, that's where it comes from. But I don't see myself as an artist. I th- see myself as a creative technology, mm. um, bringing these things together. And so, graphic design is something that attracted me, and then motion design um, later on. But so many people in this industry have a background in music. I think wow. that there's something that's really entwined there. That that um, <laughs> go into any studio, and I, I bet you at least half, if not eighty percent, have some sort of interest or experience in music, and mm. you can put a put a pretty solid band together. <laughs> you know, and we don't. And I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. I get the feeling that we don't yet know how to how to communicate with these younger people who have. You know, we call it like you might have been bitten by the creative bug or maybe that's a term we use for travel. But, you know, there's people who maybe are not really good math at maths or English, but ask them to play a song and they can listen to it and re-deliver it. And I think those are kind of like, obviously, skills that your brain is able to take over um, and, and process. But, I mean, was that like that for you? Were you a student who was... Knew from an early age. I I I really enjoyed graphic design, and then um, back in the day, it was tech drawing, and I always thought it was going to be architecture for me. Um, and then, yeah, I think as the tools developed, 
it enabled me to f- not have that fear of I can't draw, but I can still create. And I think they're all forms of expression. Um, mm-hmm. Communication and expression are really massive, I feel. And that's what I kind of think drove me to this industry. So um, the other part of it is just the work ethic. You know, my father especially um, passed on to all of us, um, all my, my sisters and I, the importance of working hard. Um, but I was lucky enough to find something that I was passionate about. And pretty early too, when you're like 16, then 17, deciding that you're going to be a graphic designer and going off and studying that, and that then finding out you're going to do video and do motion. Um, and like, you know, 16 years later, still passionate about it. Yeah. It's it's a bit odd. <laughs> like I'm not, not many people I talk to have that kind of path. No, that's probably one of the biggest things if you're in that creative zone. And I, you know, I say zone because the whole world now, I think, is in this creative challenge. You know, if every business has a Facebook page, so you're forced to put some type of creative hat on. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't post, well, probably three years ago, you could just post a cat and that would get you some likes. But now you're thinking in a different zone. It's yeah. different to the meeting. Yeah. You know, it's like, get the social media guy to do it. And I, I sometimes picture my dad and how he sees this world. You know, even yeah. just trying to explain to him a podcast. And he's not that old. I mean, he's 68 or 69. But, you know, he still writes letters. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of, the the world's so different. Like, I'm texting you stuck in traffic via Facebook, you know. And yeah, it's yeah. like, we're so connected. And the creative world is, I think, one of the best at the moment of it, at, at adapting to it. Yeah. You know, if you... <coughs> Sorry. Still no. getting over my cold, everybody. So, <laughs> um I think that we're of a generation that's quite lucky where we've got accessibility to um, create and to express. And I think that's really core to human, um, you know, storytelling, communicating, sharing, expressing. And uh, the generation coming through have it even more where they're just playing with this stuff, Mm. but they're learning. And I've always felt that, um, photography, you know, on, with the mobile phone, and then suddenly people like playing around with filters, contrast, things that you would have had to be very specifically going out there to do it uh, uh, 10 to 15 years ago, taking a photo, processing it, taking a Photoshop, mucking around with the curves and stuff. Now it's like it's in Facebook, it's in every photo app you have. So I've, I've been looking at this for a long time that when the tools are there, to manipulate and add yourself to photography, video, whatever, music, audio. And the pain points are removed, so it's so easy to do. I just think that this is going to become part of our language. Mm. And with that, um, I I hope that, and I think it will, the level of quality will raise exponentially because people subconsciously, they might not be able to articulate it, but they can see it and they can do it. And yeah, it's an interesting one. It'll be interesting to look back in five years and and go, have people gone to the next level where they actually start articulating it? Mm. We're like, um, love your Instagram shot, bro, but man, you crush the blacks. Mm. Are are people going to talk like that every day? (laughs) Instead of just us in the video suite, looking at the levels going, Mm. dude, this is going to fail QC at the broadcast. (laughs) Oh man, it's, you know, so many, you know, 
I try. I won't make it too much about me because it's about you know your one year and congratulations on that. We can insert some claps here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do some work with younger students, and they're they're getting into this world of motion design and moving image and all yep. these things. And I'm trying to really critically analyze what is the right things to be passing on to them, yep. because if they don't need to know levels in Photoshop, because in the next five years that's an algorithm that can be picture perfect every time, what is it that they need to be working on now to future proof them? Yeah, the best I can come to is regularity. Be be creating a lot, so that when you sit down for your conversation. It's not about how you, you know, remove the sky. It's about how you created 30 when the, your competition created two and that you can, you know, start from the ground level that way. But, you know, it's a really kind of challenge. And, and I wonder what your kind of thoughts and your audience thoughts on that because we're, we're talking very detailed skill sets and we're talking a creative landscape, but there's lots, you know, look at the end of a film. All the lows are jobs. Yeah. And it's I, like that for everything. I, I've got pretty strong opinions about this. Um, as the tools make it easier and remove the steps of having to do things, that's cool. But I think that you sh- what you should be applying is always um, with knowledge and it should be um, action because that's what you're looking to do. I'm trying to find the right ways of saying this. So having an understanding of what those steps are not having to do them, they're, they're two completely different things because I think you're not actually um, purposefully executing your vision. And sometimes that's a bit of trial and error as well. So it's the same with um, so many things. Understanding the history of it and the processes before um, actually brings... Cl- a clarity of understanding when you're doing something. So basic form, right, typography, letting and kerning. You know, I've got junior creatives that are coming through and they're talking about, um, you know, kerning. And then you talk about like, uh, it's pretty interesting how they used to do it with the block letter types back in the day and letting is actually because they put strips of lead in between each line. And some of them haven't done hard out typography classes like I used to have to do. We had like one every year. Um, But actually the the understanding of um, putting the bits of lead in between the letters to kern them and thinking about what they were trying to achieve with the spacing. And actually, you don't need to physically do that, but to understand it actually makes it really, when you do look at your typography and how you're setting it, um, I think you give it more thought and more love and care. So it's pretty easy to like add a little bit of space or remove a little bit of space between the letters. But how many people actually do it? Mm. But if you actually read about how kerning and letting used to be done, and that would be like a five-minute read or even less, then I think that you would actually bring more thought to it when you did have a layout. Yeah, mm, well, That's interesting, eh? Because, yeah, it depends how deep down this rabbit hole we want to go. But, you know, it's like a, I kind of think about it like, is that like saying we used to cruise around on horses? Then we move to automobile. But understanding that we used to cruise around on horses is important. Because one uh, day we're going to be driving in self-driving. Yeah. 
I, 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 I don't really have any thoughts on how to tie all that together. <laughs> Maybe to that's be too far, Will. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking more like in the the thoughts of basic principles. Um, you know, like with color theory and stuff. Um, it's easy enough to whack on a filter, but if you're actually trying to like create a look that's specific to what you're envisioning, mm. having that underlying knowledge is really key. So uh, that's probably where I'm coming from it. Mm. But yeah, no, it's a great it's a great touch point because we we both acknowledge the world's changing, and we just need to be constantly you know looking at what are we doing because you know the argument I hear is well it's going to live online for 24 hours in a timeline. It's not a TVC, you know. But at the same time, it's like, are the ones that go viral the ones that have had the thought put in and they're connecting yeah. on a deeper level? It's interesting with, like, content in general, like with this podcast, right? Um, I'm really surprised to look at the stats. And all every week, people are downloading from every episode. Mm. Like, that says something to me that it actually, you know, the numbers decrease over time. Um, but people still continue to download. I've never had an episode that hasn't been downloaded once in a week. Mm. So it's like that content lives out there and it's like for that one person, isn't it just as valid if it's a thousand people like for the first week, but Mm. one person this week is listening to it is still connecting with them and affecting them. I suppose it's kind of like, well, what is your goal? And it's kind of, yeah, for me, it's just to have this show be really really solid with the knowledge that's going out there with this with feeling like you're part of the community that you can connect and so yeah when if you're listening to this show in a few years time (laughs) thank you like um you know and yeah i i still want to be making this show in a few years sorry i'm just like totally just took it into a different place but this whatever is your show and it's your kind of <laughs> reflective session it's almost like a therapy session you know where we're allowed to break the fourth wall if yeah. you like i'm lying down on the couch right now exactly exactly <laughs> so tell me about childhood no um you know what for something you kind of hinted at the beginning of the conversation there'll be some things you're looking to implement in, yeah. in the years to come yeah um What's kind of one of those things that you're really excited about? You, you were t- talking about video. Yeah, video is not really what I'm excited about. Um, it's about being able to showcase video content where it's appropriate. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I really respect everyone. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the show. Thank you so much. I really respect your time. And I, I, I want to honor that. So if it's more applicable to show something in video, I don't want that to be a barrier. I, I personally would rather not have my face, which has been a bit of a deterrent. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm happy to do that if it's right for it. What I'm looking forward to in the future is to really bring together the community. You know, that's why it's been really important for me to be part of Node. Um, I'm not really part of Node, but to... Um, put it out there so everybody listening knows what it's about and support it and to celebrate it because that's what James and Kim have done with NodeFest is what I've been trying to do in Auckland for a few years. It's bringing people together to be stronger, to share, to support each other because we are in a bit of a niche 
but there's so many people who are passionate but if we don't know where everyone is mm. you can feel really isolated and I felt like that for a long time which is why I started the Facebook groups and so this podcast is a bit of a vessel I hope to bring together New Zealand bring together Australasia especially with James and Kim and Nodefest but also globally I, I really feel you know with the Slack groups whether it's Brograph or Pro Video or Node or um I'm really, I'm really passionate about this whole industry. So I want us to be better, stronger together. Mm. That that's something that I'm really excited about, mm. and that's why I'm always pushing and asking you, asking you if you can join the group. So I know every <laughs> week I'm like, join the Slack group, join the Facebook group, and it's like that's my motivation, really openly and honestly, because um, I felt really um, vulnerable mm. when I was a solo person stuck in a suite disconnected from everything and I, I'd hate I hate the thought that others are feeling that because there's such mm. a supportive network here for you to be a part of I think your audience definitely knows you give a crap and you care you know that comes through and well, that's and good. that's really awesome too that we live in a time where that can be celebrated you know yeah. that, that means that's part of the reason why they download. That's part of the reason because it's more than just a piece of entertainment. You know, it is part of their part of their life. And I'd be interested to. I always want to know where people listen to the podcasts. Is it <laughs> yeah. is it like me where I'm stuck in traffic? <laughs> is it like at the gym? Are you on the toilet right now? You, well, good for you. <laughs> I hope this is helping. Okay, should I? <laughs> Breeze through it, it's all good. No, no, no. Um, I don't know where, where that thought came from. <laughs> Suddenly everyone's like, oh, this yeah. is a bit weird. But, no, but then, like, I re- I'm going to write him a review right now. Um, oh, yeah, you're doing the vacuuming. I, <laughs> I listen when I'm vacuuming, when I'm doing the gardening, and my wife is like, get those bloody headphones out of your ear. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're going for a run. You're going f- commuting to work. Yeah, well, just... Thanks for listening. Mm. I, I really do appreciate everyone. And yeah, I, I know that like a lot of people aren't comfortable or aren't motivated, but yeah, just shout out if you if you are feeling slightly like, yeah, I could do that. Reach out on Facebook, Twitter, Slack, blah, 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 blah. Awesome. Couple quick fire questions for you. Cool, man. Uh, top three podcasts that you're into at the moment? Top three that I'm into at the moment. Is it all right if I look at my... Yes, I, yes, it is. Because I literally have such a big list. <laughs> I, you know, I actually cull my podcast too. Please don't cull me. But <laughs> <laughs> don't cull me. Um, okay, okay. Um, okay, uh, Grayscale Gorilla. Yeah, that's definitely one. Um, Brograph is definitely one. I was just wanting to make sure that I'm I'm not like missing any out. They were pretty obvious ones for me. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to like do what my guests do and go. I I have to go more than your three. Um, <laughs> Animalators, awesome. Uh, it's been a little bit of, bit of time since I heard one of those though. Um, yeah, I used to really enjoy the FX Guide. Um, still do but um, they're not as regular as I'd love Um, School of Motion Joey man I love what Joey's doing for the community as well he's really offering um, so much to our community so 
that have to be top of the list. But there's so much good content out there. Um, I just hope that you guys find time to listen to this more. <laughs> Yay! That was a that was a long, quick fire answer, but that's fine. Okay, I'll make it faster now. <laughs> nah, that's cool. It's your podcast. Dude. Two hours we later. We just take you two hours later. This is not going to become a program <laughs> episode. I love you, boys, and I listen to every episode. It just takes quite a few trips to work. <laughs> uh, let's go top two influential people in your life who helped you with your career. Top two influential people. I think initially James Brown. Um, the um, motion designer, not the musician. Um, James is working at uh, MediaWorks, which is TV3 in New Zealand, but he was at TVNZ and he was really inspirational and influential as a friend, but also a mentor early on. Um, and then the second person would have to be Mike Seymour, FX, PhD, FX guy. For a long time when I was solo, that was my, um, my learning I, I learned so much from the podcast, the training, the articles, um, yeah. And, yeah, I've had Mike Seymour on. James Brown, if you're listening, I'm going to have you on, man. <laughs> you might have to make it a mobile episode where you go fishing with him. Yeah, 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 Loves true that. I think he's just brought some canoes. Oh, nice. He's influential nice. in many people's lives. He yeah, gave yeah. me my first gig as well, so yeah, love that guy. guy. Um, tell me about a job that went well. Tell me about a job that didn't. Okay. In a condensed format. A job that went well. That you look back and you're like, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do both. <laughs> it was one and the same. <coughs> oh, sorry, guys. Coffee in your ears. <laughs> um, we were doing rebranding for the Rialto channel for Sky Television. Um, this was early on in my career and I'd just gone to Images and Sound as their motion designer, 3D animator. Um, I was real junior still though, but um, basically we won a pitch to rebrand and so we were going through that processes and then our senior flame artist, who was pretty much the senior guy, um, decided he was going over to LA and work and so... Um, the team, the team were talented, but I think uh, what we were lacking is like that art direction. So we we were floundering. I was floundering more. Um, and as the motion designer, didn't even have those titles back then. But as the graphic designer, I was looking for me to come up with that look. Um, yeah, I just didn't have that um, mentorship in that sort of process. So had a lot of failed. Um, boards go through and in the end we brought in Brandspank who's Steve at Brandspank and um, Steve basically was a seasoned vet creative director for motion design at that point and he taught me a lot then and it was so interesting to see that project just overnight switch gears because it's all in the approach and the steps and um, the conviction of what you're doing and yeah, so that process, it was like one of the darkest times because I felt like I was failing and I was, but I didn't have a life raft. And then Steve came in and gave it that direction it needed. And then suddenly it, it, it was like, I was really bloody proud of the work that we did out of that. It looked awesome. Um, and it was 
confident and clean and modern and for the time a bit dated now <laughs> but no it's, it's, it's still really really cool so to be proud of something that had been so painful to be in at the time yeah that was a lot of learning in that yeah isn't that funny that every every good and bad could probably be you know it's that yin and yang yeah it really has to go simultaneous that it can't always just be good yeah. it goes back to what you're saying about understanding kerning yeah. You can't just have the good stuff. You've got to have a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, and I think just, just knowing that we're not saving lives, stuff is going to go wrong, the process is going to be hard, but not being, not being um, afraid to actually ask for support. Mm. I've learned that through a lot of processes, and I think it's really easy now to get support. Um but be real honest with your team. They'll appreciate it. And and be honest about what you think mm. needs to be brought into a project to, to make it work. Everyone wants mm. it to succeed. Yeah. I think sometimes we feel like we have to be the superheroes that, ta-da, we did it all. Yeah. And it's like this this is a team sport mm. and you can't be you can't be captain and every every position on the field too. Um yeah some will say oh you know look at this person who did the whole project themselves and yeah they're anomalies in my opinion mm. a good team with good support and good honesty and communication about where things are at that will always win mm. you're on an island you can take one piece of software with you so obviously you've got a computer on that island. Okay. And it can run software. Yes, there's power a generator on the island, But you can't. Yes, okay. So we've, <laughs> we've worked through all that. Solar it's, powered. It's, no. it's the island from Lost. <laughs> okay. okay. So Sweet. Benjamin and all those people are there. Yeah. Uh, all you're required to do is bring one piece of software with you. Uh, yeah. Cinema 4D. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a hard one. I, I love After Effects. Um, but... Yeah, I, time gets lost when I'm playing in Cinema 4D. And maybe that's because, um, yeah, there's so many different aspects to it and it's always pushing. But, yeah, Cinema. Awesome. Two more questions. But then it's like, what renderer can I take? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Save that for the second year when we come back. Uh, a time where you hadn't saved and your computer crashed. Do you remember? Uh um, you mean like yesterday? Do you know what's real dumb? Um, uh, I was so annoyed. I'm always saving, but like um, the other day, Will, uh, what, what was it? Oh, I had to basically pull a fan out of the wall because um, it's been hot recently. I went to pull the fan cable out and I was like, oh, joking around. Oh, I don't want to pull the power. And I pulled the power supply. <laughs> I was like, what did it do first? <laughs> and the PC just went zoom. And it was fine because there was no projects I was working on. It. So I, I like literally jinxed myself, but it's powered it all back up. And then suddenly all my preferences were gone for everything. So like Wacom was all whacked. And if you're using a Wacom on a PC, you've got to turn off like three different things to make it feel right. Definitely in the Wacom settings, make sure that you got the use ink turned off because you'll fight that to the cows come home. So anyway, that was a real pain point not that long ago. Um, I have had a project where I haven't saved it and lost a bit of time. I can't remember when. 
it was so long ago, I'll be honest. You I'm, only need yeah. one of those every now and then to kick yeah. you up the butt, eh? Any of, my, any of my team will tell you, like, I'm pretty pretty secure in process. Mm. So I'm always versioning, always saving. Got to have auto saves on as well. Premiere, After Effects, Cinema 4D. Got to have auto saves. If you're listening and you've clicked on the link via Facebook, leave a comment when you last... <laughs> You know, had that cold moment of fear. Yeah. When you hadn't saved and it crashed. I've definitely had a few times where it's like, oh, how much time have I lost? Because I know that it was like a half an hour ago that I saved. Mm. But has the auto saved saved in the last yeah. five minutes? Yeah. 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 Um, I guess to kind of <laughs> the, wrap the, up. The joy of PCs, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how, how long we got? We got still some time? Uh, do we should probably wrap, wrap up. It's getting on. Okay. I appreciate everyone's time. Don't yeah, want to no, abuse it. I'm sure they've enjoyed hearing, you know, you just on the other side of the mic. And yeah, cool. I'll, I'll wrap up with two questions. One is um, outside of the podcast studio. Yeah. What's your first five minutes of the day and your last five minutes of the day look like? Um, the first five minutes of the day is basically just getting ready for myself and my son who's the youngest who's five and he's usually been up so making sure he's got his brekkie and giving him his medications and his preventatives because he's you know getting sick all the time so it's the vitamin c the um the um the powder for digestion and uh you know the vitamins and yep Going through that rigmarole. And then, yeah, just that morning coffee eh, with the wife before heading off to work. The last five is always with my wife. Yeah, we're always, you know, every night we're hanging out together. So my best friend and, yeah. I I just love that because, you know, look at our room. We're surrounded by stuff, surrounded by cables, microphones, lights, cars going by. There's a lot of busyness and it can be interpreted that, man, Blair's out doing all this stuff and he's at work and he makes this podcast. But, you know, there is a part of you which, you know, spends time with your family and gets these fundamentals right. And oh, totally. And, That's the main part, man. Yeah. And a big part of it is like, you know, for me doing this podcast, I asked my wife if, if I had her support because <laughs> I'm nothing without her support. Um and she's really supportive of me doing it because she realized that it's something important to me. But I've always been looking at ways that I can reduce the impact on my family time. So she works at the hospital every second weekend. And that's when I'm borrowing the gear and trying to organize a few recording sessions to record once the kids are in bed late at night, teeing up to the States or the UK to record some episodes. Mm. Um, the States are a little bit harder, but um, yeah, so that I can batch them. And that's something that I've really found because, like, I used to do it on the Thursday night after work. But then that's a night once a week I'm taking away from my mm. family. So it doesn't always work that way. But if I can reduce it, then totally. That's awesome. I'll do a little wrap-up and then you say goodbye to your audience. I'm going to ask them to do something that probably you won't. I'm going to say go and do that rate and review. Blair works bloody hard to bring 
you a show regularly and don't take it for granted that just because we live in this world of you know there's your favorite youtuber has something up or you're pumping out this content like it's bloody hard and you've done it regularly for a year and so congratulations to you i think um awesome that you got through your year you're still looking happy uh you i'm just observing you and you seem like you're ready for another year so i just think uh you know, take the win, bro. You, cool, that's bro. something no one can ever take away from you. And there's all this good stuff happening, and you've got a year behind you to push forward. So, um, yeah, congrats. Oh, no, 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 thank you, man. Thank you. Um, it's been awesome. Like, I'm connecting with amazing, talented people. And this is people who I have on the show and getting to know them. But it's people who I met at NodeFest or um, online, and, you know, connecting with people and people knowing who I am. Uh, and that's something that I've been really enjoying, that um, breaking that barrier of connecting. Like, I feel like I'm connecting with everyone. So thank you guys and girls for being a part of this for me. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say except um, looking to get some great people on this year. And we're going to cover lots of different topics. And going to explore, going to keep trying things. But... You know, my goal is always to make it worthwhile for you to spend your time listening to the show. So thank you for listening and rock on 2018. All right. Thanks, Will, mate. Sweet as, bro. All right. Cut this bit out. Just finish on 2018 and then uh, have a... No, no, it's all real. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Catch you guys next week. See ya. Join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pro Video Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes.